Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Quiz's Mic Drop, the podcast that we've had all year. We are in week 14 as the Broncos get ready to play game 13 against the Houston Texans. Of course, the big story all week and, and last week also is Drew Locke, the rookie quarterback, acquitted himself quite well, I would think, uh, last week against the Chargers, throwing two touchdown passes right away in the first quarter. Broncos go up 14 to nothing. They kind of shut down the offense after that, but uh, you can do that when you're up 14 to nothing. It's been a season-long problem for the Broncos in that uh, they score and execute well early off that Skane Gorillo script. For whatever reason, they don't seem to play well after that offensively. The defense came through, even though they didn't have Vaughn Miller. He missed his first game uh, in more than five years since the end of the 2013 season. And uh, Vaughn uh, was talking about how he grew some uh, grown or, or shed some grown man tears after missing his first game, ending his uh, consecutive playing streak at 95 games. He has an MCL injury, and uh, he uh, kind of made it sound like unless he got his exotic moves back that uh, he wouldn't be able to go this week either against the Houston Texans. So uh, that would be bad news for the Broncos if Vaughn can't go. I think the fact that uh, the Texans play on turf is also going to hurt Vaughn Miller and his ability to play in that game. But <clears throat> let's look ahead to the Texans. The Broncos are 4-8. and eight. Of course, a uh, little bit of excitement for the Broncos, even though they're way out of the playoff picture, and they are going to have their third consecutive losing season. Eventually, they're not going to win their final four. A big underdog against the Houston Texans. Uh, again, like I've said a few times this year, and it's turned out to be true, uh, when they played at Indianapolis, Indianapolis came off of two big games. Uh, uh, one of them was the Kansas City Chiefs, and the other was the Houston Texans. I said that they wouldn't bring their A game against the Broncos, and they didn't. They wound up uh, eking out a, a win in the final seconds with their, with their B game, really. The Broncos uh, really had the better of that whole game. Minnesota Vikings, same thing. They had uh, two big games in a row. I think uh, it was uh, Green Bay and Kansas City. They didn't bring their A game. Uh, they were terrible in the first half. Broncos go up 20 to nothing. I see something similar here. Texans are nine-point favorites on the strength of their big win against the Patriots the week before they beat the Indianapolis Colts for the uh, uh, AFC South division lead. So that's back-to-back -back big games. I do not anticipate Houston playing their best against the Broncos. So I think this game is going to be very competitive. I don't know if the Broncos can win it because I think it's going to be difficult for Drew Locke, a rookie, to go into uh, that, that is a hostile environment in Houston. Texans uh, fans are, are pretty loud. Uh, uh, they're, they're really underrated as some of the best fans in the NFL, I think. Uh, they really go out with, with all the red, the sea of red in their game. So I think that's going to be difficult for Drew Locke to go in there and play well. But I do think it's going to be a competitive game uh, against uh, the Houston Texans. Drew Locke, as we all know, uh, uh, came in, only threw for 134 yards, but two touchdowns to Cortland Sutton, and that's the key. Sutton had 74 of those 134 yards. The Broncos really don't have much threat outside of Cortland Sutton. A little bit of Phillip Lindsay, who hasn't really uh, sprung a, 
a big one in a couple weeks, but uh, Lindsey is still on pace for over 1,000 yards. I think on the turf, Lindsey has to play well in this game, maybe a 100-yard game from Philip Lindsey, and then uh, get the big play, the red zone play to Cortland Sutton, uh, kind of like uh, DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins forever has been the only receiver for the Texans. Now, Will Fuller has come on the last couple of years. He's been hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, he's a big-time target. But uh, Hopkins still gets his numbers, still gets his stats when he's the one and only threat for the Houston Texans. And, of course, Deshaun, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, a very good quarterback. I want to talk about that on the other side, the NFL quarterbacks. Talk about how everyone is buzzing this year that the top three quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson, pretty much in that order. And, not, and missing from that group, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. And so that, that mobile quarterback, that multi-threat quarterback, has been all the rage in the NFL this year. It's why Arizona is promising with Kyler Murray, who's had some nice games. They just have, the Cardinals do, I just looked it up, by leaps and bounds, the number 32 ranked defense in the NFL. And we all know who's running the Arizona Cardinals defense. That would be Vance Joseph. So um, the Broncos have played hard. They've played uh, consistent. I think they've been well coached, uh, well prepared by Vic Fangio for all these games. There's been some coaching mistakes at the end of half and at the end of the game, tactically, as far as time management and the fact that the team sputters, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. They haven't, I think they've gone seven games without scoring a fourth quarter touchdown. Today, we're about to break right now, and uh, I hope you enjoy our interview with Garrett Bowles. Garrett, as you all know, has been beat up pretty good by the public around here in Broncos country, both by the media and the fans with all those holding uh, penalties he had earlier. He had most of them in two games. He talks about that. He talks about how he rebounded from that. He makes no excuses for uh, all the holding penalties and how he's played this year. He has played much better of late. In fact, uh, I would say he was even dominant against the Chargers uh, in the win uh, against Phillip Rivers and, and the Chargers. The Broncos sweep the L.A. Chargers. Drew Locke, in his very first start, does not get sacked. How about that? So let's uh, listen right here to what uh, our interview that we had with Garrett Bowles. Hope you enjoy it. And then we'll talk more about the Broncos and the Texans on the other side. Garrett, welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you back. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. You tell us how your year has gone. Well, I've had my ups and I've had my downs. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm on, I'm on a, a path where I need to be, uh, where the Broncos want me to be. I feel confident. Um, you know, there's been a lot of change around here with, you know, different quarterbacks, you know, blocking for my seventh quarterback, you know, having Dalton in, you know, the changes that I've had at left guard. But I just, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to continue to work at it. You know, nothing's pretty. You know, NFL is, you know, can change within minutes. Uh, yeah. And you just got to continue to keep going. Um, you know, some calls go your way, some calls don't. But I feel like I've just done a really good job of just staying focused and continuing to stay pretty consistent in, in what I do. And as long as I do that, I know I'm going to get to where I need to be. You know, I've been covering sports a long time, and I always uh, get inspired by the guys who overcome adversity. It, you know, the stars 
don't impress me. I, you know, if they if they treat treat me well because you know everything's uh, grand for them. You had that tough game against the Bears with Khalil Mack, and the you know the crowd got on you, the media got on you. Tell us how that was for you. Uh, I'm sure you were worried about your family as much as anything, them hearing it, and how you bounce back from that. Well, it's always tough to go through games like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game that nobody wants to have, you know, especially when you're a professional and the game that you love playing. Um, you know, you know some, some of those calls just didn't go my way, and it was hard. Um, but the one thing that Coach Munchak told me when I was sitting on the bench after I think I got my second or third one, he just said, play consistent, like just keep going, just keep battling. And then I got my fourth one and then he pulled me aside. He says, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. You know, it's, I've learned from my rookie year to my second year to now that, you know, with Coach Munchak, it's just stay, stay positive. Um, you know, you can't get too low with the lows and too high with the highs. You just got to continue to keep going. And I thought I finished the game pretty strong. Um, you know, that's a game where I can easily have just, you know, sat in the tank and dumped it. And, uh, but I felt like I finished the game strong and I had consequences that I had to face, but I felt like I did a really good job of just blocking out the negative and really coming back to work and just staying focused and grinding and getting back to the basics of football. Yeah, and it's, some people, you know, the holding calls, I think, you know, people look at the holding calls like it's the worst thing that an offensive lineman can do. Uh, it seems like giving up a sack internally in the room, giving up a sack is worse than holding, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. want to give up a sack, but yeah. at the same time, you know, with my reputation I have in the league, I don't want to give up a holding call either. So yeah. I just got to continue to grind and do the things I need to do and listen to my coaching staff. And we haven't heard your name for about, you know, maybe once in the last five or six weeks. And uh, so tell us about your development, how you made the adjustment here. Because Juwan James coming back, and you're staying at left tackle full time. Uh, well, I do appreciate the Broncos believing in me. Yeah. Um, I know they've, you know, put a lot of interest and a lot of patience into me, and I, I truly respect that. And that means a lot to me as a player, knowing that I have a, an organization behind me, and you know, Coach Vangio and Coach Munchuk and Coach Cangarella all believe in me. So, um, but it's the bye week. You know, every bye week, I feel like the last, you know, two years, you know, this is my third year. I feel like I just get a little rest and I just come back fire. And I think it's just something that has always been a role in my life is every time I get a little break, if it was college, if it's now, I just, I come back with a new, you know, new mindset, just focus being around my family. I get away from the building and that's sort of what happened. I watched all my film from the very first game to, to when we ended the bye week and tried to find the adjustments of what I need to fix. And it was my stance in my hands and I felt like, you know, I needed to focus on those. So that's what I did every day and um, it's, it's starting to pay off. I think Isaac Rochelle see that, uh, uh could tell that you have improved with your technique, your hands and your feet. Uh, Nine News cameraman uh, caught you dumping them. Tell us about that play. We're gonna we're gonna roll that one as we talk about it. Um, I think I was just I think it was right before what was it right before halftime I believe. Um, I was blocking and the guy jumped and I locked my hands on him. Um, tried to push him away. You know we were sliding left, so I had some help with Dalton and Dalton gave him a little push and he jumped and. I just sort of threw him down. Um, you know, I just try to play aggressive. I'm a very aggressive player. Um, I think that's my style of football. But if I can play control violence, control aggression is where you know I think I separate myself from everybody else. Um, and I feel like that's that's my game. Um, and as long as I continue to be controlled and patient, you know, I can pick and choose those those times when to do it. And that's what I did. You know, they uh, you mentioned seven quarterbacks, three this year. You've also on your third offensive coordinator in three years, your third offensive line coach in three years. Everybody wants something a little bit different. 
Yo. I mean, has that been a, how difficult has that been for you? Well, it has been really difficult, um, you know, just trying to go from one coach to another, to a different scheme, to a different, you know, coordinator that wants different things, to an O-line coach that wants you to set differently, you know, it's a vertical set, or he wants you to get on a, a guy's early last year. Now he wants us, you know, to read it one, two, and then get on a guy. So. It's, it took me a little bit to get, you know, get used to it. You know, with Coach Strauss last year, I got real comfortable. I had a really good, solid seven games. And then, then, then this year, you know, it took me a little bit to get with Munchak because, you know, you go through OTAs, you go through training camp. It's not the live reps that you need. So when you're playing the games and you're getting those, you know, competition with, you know, the best pass rushers that I go against every week, you know, it's just a thing I got to get used to. And so now that I understand what Coach Munchak wants for me, um, you know, that's, that's what the bye week is for is to, you know, learn from your mistakes of the first half of the season and go back and, and talk with the coaches and then you come up with the game plan for the second half. And that's what we did of just staying patient under control and, and then get on the guys when I need to get on guys and, and loosen up when I need to loosen up. Drew Locke, you had one game with him. Looks like he moves around a little bit there for you. He no does. sacks. So what do you think? No, I like Drew Locke. Um, you know, he's, he's young. He's very talented. He's, he's going to, you know, have a nice career as long as he stays humble and hungry. I think that's one thing people don't realize is when he was at Mizzou, uh, Missouri, he sort of had everything given to him. So when you come to the league, you got to earn every minute that you can get. And I feel like he's done a good job of just waiting for his time to, to shine. And then he came out there and did what he needed to. But he's just going to get better and better as game goes on. And as long as we keep his jersey dry, I think he's going to have a really good career. Yeah, I think the key is uh, you got to be confident, but not arrogant. You yeah. know, you can't brag. It's Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? I mean, you know. I'm, as an elite athlete, you're in a locker room full of guys that maybe cross that line into arrogance, but you got to maintain the confidence without necessarily bragging. For sure. I think, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in our pride, you know, mm -hmm. our pride of, you know, I want to be the best or I want to do this and I want to do that. But sometimes you got to leave your pride at the door. And, you know, like me, I've had two games and seven holding calls in two games with the Bears and the, and the Chiefs, you know, that puts me at 13 when really, if you take away those two games, I'm sitting at six. Mm -hmm. And so that, I mean, that's a big, huge difference. And so, you know, those are the games that, you know, are going to eat at you, but those are the games you can learn from, leave your pride at the door and come back humble and hungry and ready to work. And that's what you got to do in the league. You know, the guys that make, you know, 12, 15 years, like a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, those guys are the ones that work at their craft and continue to do better. Joe Staley, Joe Thomas, you know, Jonathan Ogden, those, those tackles, they're one of the best to ever play the game because they work at their craft. And as long as I do those things and, you know, learn from my mistakes, like those guys that tell me the great mentors for me, I know I can, I'm on a great and straight path that's going to put me and set my family up for a long time. You know, you were talking about the penalties. I looked it up as far as penalties accepted. You know, not the decline, not the offsetting. You've only got six of those. You're ranked like in a 19-way tie for 23rd. So throw that stat at uh, <laughs> at people. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, I gotta do better. I do. Mm. Um, there's there's no excuses for for the way I've been playing. But I will tell you this: is I'm a I'm a type of player that is gonna learn from his mistakes. You know, sometimes. People may think I'm, you know, I'm not learning. I'm not doing that. I am. Um, I'm just. It takes me a little bit to to understand what people tell me to do. And once I get that information, I grasp it and I just continue to move forward. And along my whole way, I've had adversity my entire life. And I think adversity is just makes me the person I am today. It continues to make me humble and hungry, and it continues to 
let me live the dreams that I want to live by playing left tackle for as long as I can for this organization. Who, who's been the who's toughest pass rusher you faced so far? You know, Joey, Joey Bosa, we have a good competition. Yeah. Um, I respect that man a lot. You know, he's the type of player that... You, you know, just handled him. You know, but he's got me a couple times too, okay. Mike. So uh, I, it's the type of player that I, I really, truly do respect. Um, he's the player that any given day that he can, you know, he sat, you watch his film, he's sacking quarterbacks left and right. I think he's ranked in the top 10 mm-hmm. best pass rushers in the league this year with his percentage of, you know, hitting the quarterback or getting pressures. And that's just the type of guy that you just got to watch out for and, and, and set the same set over and over again, you know, just try to get into his head a little bit. And, you know, we've had good battles over the last couple of years. Tell us uh, how the family's doing, Natalie. Kingston, you know, we, we're going to follow Kingston for, from now on after, uh, after draft day. Hey, man, Kingston's <laughs> doing good. He turns three in uh, December 21st, so that's crazy. Time flies, and, and Araya's doing good. She, she turns one in February, so she's happy-go-lucky. She definitely has melt my heart for sure. You know, Kingston's definitely a mama's boy, so I'll let, okay. I'll let, him, do, I'll let him be a mama's boy. But then every so often he'll come to dad. Um, can you lift him one hand still? Or? I still can. Yeah. He's getting big, though. Yeah. He really is. He's grown yeah. up. And then Arai, you know, she's she's my favorite. So I not, I shouldn't say my favorite, but you know how it is with, yeah. the, with the dad and daughter. Dad thing. and daughter. That's right. There's so, a special bond there. Absolutely. Sure. Garrett, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Okay, right on. Take care. Welcome back to Clissus Mic Drop, our uh, weekly podcast. This is week 14 of our, our podcast. Hope you've enjoyed them and hoping that the uh, audience grows as the season go, uh, went along. Also hope you enjoyed that uh, rather candid conversation we had with Garrett Bowles. I tell you what, he, whatever you think about Garrett Bowles, I think uh, he's received more criticism than he has deserved. He's deserved some, yes. Uh, he does still lead the league in penalties with 14. However, penalties accepted, he's only had six accepted for 60 yards, and he was in like a 19-way tie for 23rd that way. So really, he hasn't hurt the team as much as it appears, as much as people have picked on him. They have beat him up a little bit, but we appreciate Garrett Bowles addressing that and everything else going on with his life. Uh, The Broncos, by the way, against the Texans are going to play Jawan James, but James is going to rotate with Elijah Wilkinson at right guard, or right tackle, I should say. Garrett Bowles is going to play 100% of the snaps at left tackle. Against the Texans, Von Miller said that, uh, you know, he wouldn't play uh, unless he could get his exotic moves back, saying he's already undersized that uh, position he plays. And he has a little bit, um, you know, depending on your system. Uh, Gumby was what hit always his strength. You know, he, he, had, he had a flexible, uh, a bendable uh, type of characteristic to his body as he pass rushed. That's what always made him so effective. If you can't drive off those knees, uh, and he says he has an MCL injury, uh, that's going to make it tough. So uh, listening to Vaughn speak at his press conference on uh, Thursday, it doesn't sound like he's going to be out there against the Houston Texans on Sunday which would hurt the Broncos against Deshaun Watson. But I do think the Broncos are going to play well. I think Drew Locke is hungry and, and, and really focused to continue the momentum he has from game one. I think the Broncos will play well. I'm not sure they're going to have enough to beat the Texans, 
But I do think they're going to play well. And, uh, you know, it's a nine-point spread. I think that's way too big for that game. So uh, uh, look for the Broncos to play there. Cortland Sutton is, is healthy. Cortland Sutton needs 94 yards receiving to uh, become only the third Bronco receiver in history to get 1,000 yards in his second NFL season. Brandon Marshall was the last in 2007. Lionel Taylor uh, was the first in the Broncos' first season of 1960. He played a little bit with the Bears in 1959 as a linebacker and, uh, and receiver. So the Broncos are 4-8. and eight. They're going into their home stretch. Uh, only four games remaining. Uh, these next two uh, seem losable. And uh, here uh, against the Houston Texans and then next week against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Even some of the best Bronco teams have had trouble winning an Arrowhead in December. And then the Broncos come home against a, a Lions team that's down to their third uh, string quarterback and also finish up with the Raiders, who may or may not be in the playoff picture. I tell you what, they did not come back uh, playing very well on the other side of the bye. They were 6-4 and four going into the bye. 0-2 since then. So it's the Broncos against the Texans this Sunday, 11 o'clock kickoff for, for people here in uh, the Denver area for the Broncos. Drew Locke's second game. Von Miller uh, looks like it, uh, he's in doubt for playing based on uh, what he was saying. We'll see if Scangarillo, you know, he says that uh, it's not the playbook, uh, it's the execution after the script, uh, and uh, but I don't know. It just sure seemed like uh, when you run the ball three times in a row after you recover a muff punt on the opponent's 21-yard line, that's being pretty conservative. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I do think Phillip Lindsay's going to have to have a big game for the Broncos to win, but the Denver defense and Fangio system is going to have to come through. Also, we wish our best to Derek Wolf having his uh, best season, but uh, he... Um, uh, suffered a dislocated elbow, and he's now out for the season for the Broncos. He had seven sacks through 12 games. He's an unrestricted free agent after this season, so we'll see how that affects him. So that's it for uh, Cliss's mic drop. Hope you enjoyed the show. We want to thank Garrett Bowles for joining us. Very good interview that we had with the Broncos' left tackle. And uh, I'm Mike Cliss, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs>